Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Focus. This is your host, DJ Act One, and I'm coming to you live from my studio space. And I want to welcome you all to this morning's show. I have an awesome show. Here lately, there's been a lot of words in songs that... Or phrases, words and phrases that do not make sense just because we don't know what the words mean or they're super confusing. And I did me a little search online. Yep, did me a little search. And I found out (coughs) that I'm still not over being sick. No, I did a search and I found seven different phrases that I'm going to go through some of. And these phrases... Exactly. These phrases tell you um, a lot. They're like phrases and things that are super confusing. And we sing them. Oh, we'll go to church. We'll go to um, worship night. We'll go to Sunday morning church. We'll go to youth group, uh, adult meeting, adult adult groups. We'll go to all that stuff. And we'll just be like, oh, blah, did he sing, blah, did he blah, sing, sing. And we'll we'll raise our hands to these words, and we're like, oh, yes, God, and we don't even know what they mean. So I'm here today, after this first song, to give you a little insight to some of the songs. And we'll be looking at songs from artists like Rich Mullins, Newsboys, before Michael Tate took over, possibly Stephen Curtis Chapman, uh, Audio Woods Renalyn, you know, some stuff that David Crowder did and some other stuff. <coughs> so, sorry about my cough. But we have a song now, and this is from B-Shock, and both songs we're going to hear today are going to be from B-Shock. But they are songs that I'm running for this month, since I don't have the funds to do premium and be able to run a million songs on here. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to B-Shock. In broken wings here on the focus. Yeah. You might be in a place in your life where God gave you wings, but you don't feel like you can fly anymore. Your wings are beaten, broke down by the world. But God wants you to fly.
that I've done, it's just so hard to believe. Lord, take me as I am, take me in the right direction. Cause right now I despise my reflection. Right now I despise me, oh Lord, I'm begging you now to be my hero. Grace, I'm in desperate need. Your mercy, pour it out on me. Your love, I know it's really for me. You put your son on the cross, so I will believe, yes. Backsliding is a ride, I'm a rider. But I know you still love the back. Shock with Broken Wings. Check him out. He's got a lot of music you can actually go download if you don't have the money to purchase it, which is really cool. You can go get a lot of his songs. <clears throat> he told me as long as it was up there, we can rock it. And I love his music. A lot of times the word, you know, it's very simple. And the words, like he breaks it down. Like he's got a song where he mentions like Mr. Pibb and Drano and things that normal everyday people deal with. Now, you know, it may just be me. But I think songs are so much more easier to understand. And they may sometimes may even have more meaning to us because we're actually getting words that we relate to. Now, there's some words that I'm going to get into here in a little bit that may be confusing. Things may not line up quite like we think they should. Um, <clears throat> now, we're going to start with our first song here, and this is an audio adrenaline song from forever ago. This is before Michael, uh, before Kevin Max took over, before the Stellar Cards lead singer Adam left Stellar Card to join up with Audio Adrenaline. I don't know. That's like the big whoop-de-doo thing, but it makes no sense to me. Maybe they're good. I've heard some of their songs, and I don't really care for them that much, but I haven't heard a lot of it. So it may, you know, I may need to hear their album again. I haven't heard them in a long time either. So that, you know, that that's how far long ago this was. This was back in the 80s or 790s. Sorry, my brain's everywhere this morning. But that was on the, that was back in the 90s and <clears throat> the song that they're most famous for and I kind of hear that they would always do the song but they kind of the lead singer, Mark Stewart, didn't really care too much to do it just because it's one of those songs that they did. They didn't think it would do much, and then it blew up, and it's like one of their most popular songs ever. It's a song called Big House, and it's by Audio Adrenaline from the 90s, and they take on this whole idea of... Okay, the lyrics that... I found this article on RelevantMagazine.com, and you can you can actually search for it. It's there... Uh, but <clears throat> kind of makes sense to me when you think about it. It says a big yard where we can play football, 
And I think, because they, okay, they say in the article that, you know, the lyrics are, come and go with me to my father's house. It's a big, big house with lots and lots of room, but a big, big table and lots and lots of food. A big, big yard where we can play football. And it was cool till the football thing is what they say. But, you know, I don't know if, do you really pay attention to what you're singing? Like, I mean, I sing this stuff all the time. I saw them in concert, or I saw their concerts on TV. I never actually got to see all you would run in concert. But I saw them on TV all the time and on uh, music videos, and I loved the song Big, Big, you know, Big House. And I think, you know, it's not biblical, like, because once we get to heaven, football, you know, football's not going to even, it's not going to matter. Food's not going to, I don't think food's going to matter. I don't know. That's just, that's just my thought. I don't think, you know, a lot of this stuff's going to matter. So, (coughs) so Big House is the first song and, you know, like it says, Jesus says, says, you know, I go to prepare a mansion. I go before you to prepare a mansion. Like, he's preparing for us. He's like, he's preparing heaven for us. He's preparing a mansion for us. So, we're going to have a mansion, which is a big house, and we're going to have lots of room, and there's probably, you know, and if and if it's a mansion, there may be tables, and there you know, food, and all that stuff. But, it, you know, earth, like, I wonder how much See, it just—it's kind of confusing when you think about think about it biblically. Personally, I think it's a fun song, and it's just a way to get people thinking. That's my thoughts because to me, it just seems that so much stuff happens, and it's like, wow, like be confused over that. Like, but I mean, you know, here on Earth, well, you know, that's a, that's a good thought to have. It's like such a great thought to have that. Oh, wow, like. But that makes it confusing. And do you really realize that you're singing, you know, that kind of thing? Okay, so think about that. Now we're going to move into <coughs> another song. This song is... One, there's there's a couple lines in this song, actually. And I'm going to start out with one that has a simple explanation. And you don't even have a clue that you're singing it, and I guarantee you... That if you go to any church that does uh, hymns in like modern worship, you've you've come across this song because it's a, usually a David. Uh, I believe it's a David Crow- David Crowder does this song because he does my favorite version. And in the song, there's a line that says, uh, "Let's see here. Let me make sure. Let me just do a little double checking here." But I mean, you got to think that even though we are so like got to have music, got to got to worship with music, got to we sing these songs, do we really know, I mean, are we really knowing what they mean? Because like half the time I'm looking, I'm listening to songs and singing them at church and I'm like I just wonder how many people are actually like getting 
<clears throat> into the words or how many people know what they're singing or are they just doing it because it's there at church, you know? Like, are you really going to, in time, like, just sing them because everybody else does or do you really understand the words? So, okay, so here we go. It says, and this is, Come thy fount of every blessing. The guy that I know that does it best is David Crowder. Uh, he's one of my favorite singers. Hands down, one of my favorite singers. And it says, Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. But the word we're looking at is fetter, and I guarantee you that you sing it, and most of you don't even think at all anything about it. You're just like, okay, whatever. And you sing it, and you just like, you know, you sing it. But, <clears throat> what is a fetter? Well, we got to think some of these are hymns, and some of the even the modern songs that that are modern are actually sang by your modern worship artists. They, a lot of the lyrics are taken from old hymns that were written 1900s, 1800s, a long time ago. But fetter, E R, pronounced fetter. It's a chain or manacle used to restrain a prisoner typically placed around the angles. Or as a that's a noun, but as a verb, restraint to restrain with chains or manacles typically around the ankles. And synonyms are shackle, manacle, handcuff, um, and put in chains, chain up, and there's other synonyms that, that go along with that. But <clears throat> did you know what that meant? Because that like half the time I, I sit there in church and I'm like we do these old hymns that, like, my church is kind of not very interactive and people don't worship, like, like you see people, you hear about people all the time having to keep quiet and do underground churches in, like, China and other countries and they can't sing and praise God and be loud like they want to. And then I see my church who can do that and people barely mumble through, like, hymns. So I'm like, well... Maybe they just don't know the words or the tune. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's a word. And I and I hear and as I'm singing these songs, I'm like, I don't even know what these words mean. Sometimes, like I think about it later. So just think about that. Okay. And so it says, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee, which is a chain or manacle used to restrain a prisoner, typically around the ankle. So it's restraining somebody, and it doesn't have to be. It's not really a prisoner. It's just to to and as a verb. It's to restrain with chains or manacles. So basically putting, you know, cuffing your ankles. But in this sense, it's just saying, being, you know, binding your heart to God and being chained to God, which is awesome. And I'll give you one more from this song. It says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I come. <coughs> this song was written in 1758. And you know it's it, they say it's not one of their the, the, the CCM uh, contemporary Christian music hits. It is. I hear. I used to hear it on the radio all the time. Um, it's a timeless song, but the word is Ebenezer. And why? You know, why do you sing? Why? You know, and they're like, so why are we so willing to raise our hands to, you know, raise it, raise you know, raise our Ebenezer? And it actually comes straight from the Bible. It says here. 
It's a reference to First Samuel 7 when Sam, uh, when Samuel, after re- relying, on, relying on God to defeat the Philistines, used the stone to memorialize the battle. Then Samuel took the stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. First Samuel 7.12. So go look it up. And if I'm wrong, get on here and tell me so. But I'm pretty sure that's right. I, I did not uh, specifically look that verse up because I believe that that is correct. So if I'm wrong, let me know so I can uh, correct everybody. But it says, so as it turns out, his you know the that line that's really confusing you know it's really you know it's actually there it's something real, okay now we're gonna look at another cool 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 thing that I think is awesome. There's the song called How We Loves. David Crowder made it hugely popular, but he changed a line. <coughs> oh my gosh, I'm still coughing. Sorry everybody. There's a line that says heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. But the original that was written by Mark McMillan, says, Heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And I can't sing. But heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And a lot of people in churches got offended, and they got all hurt, and they were all complaining. And David Crowder changed it to unforeseen kiss, which is kind of weird. You know, they they say here, oh, it's like a sneak attack or what, you know. Oh, but McMillan explained that he didn't have a problem with Crowder changing the line. But he didn't like that the lyrics were so misunderstood because what he actually meant, heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss, and the idea behind that is that the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth converge in a way that it's both beautiful beautiful and awkwardly messy. <coughs> so next time you sing the song, think about that. Now we've got maybe one more word here give or take, but we've got maybe one more word here that we can get into. Now, this is one of the most popular songs you've probably ever sang in your church. Now, if you're you know, a Christian church that does worship at all, you've probably sang it, you've heard it, you, you know, you've, you've at least sang the chorus to the song, if not the whole entire song. It's stuff that I've sang most of my life because my parents were awesome and loved great music. And the song, it's the very beginning of the song, it says, when he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. And everybody sings, our God is an awesome God. And it's Awesome God by Rich Mullins. It's the original before anybody else ever covered it. It's probably my most favorite, one of my most favorite Rich Mullins songs, not because it's popular, but because the words are powerful. <clears throat> I may do a show on Rich Mullins' music and just talk about his lyrics and his writing and, and everything that made up his life before he died. Because it's so awesome. But when he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the Ritz. Now, I had to go back and actually look this up. Because I love really, like, lyrically intricate, um, like, where you really have to know things to really understand it. It's not modern at all. But I did a little Google search because, you know, this is a phrase that's really super confusing. And I didn't for a long I've, I've sang this song ever since I was little. But I had no idea what it actually meant till now. Fully. I had no no full clue. But back in the Ritz Carlton hotel days, the Ritz Hotel, everything you know, you always hear like, Oh, it's so ritzy, it's the you know, the Ritz Carlton, the Ritz Hotel, it's a big deal, you know. <coughs> you had to be rich to stay there and you had to be fancy. 
And it was a time when everybody was real snazzy. They were dressed well and and all these sort of things. Um, Super snazzy, super cool. And putting on the Ritz meant to dress very fashionably. And the expression putting on the Ritz was described by dressing nice, rolling up your sleeves, looking cool, all those cool things. So when it says when he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the Ritz, that's what he's talking about. But you didn't know that, did you? Makes the song, like, finding out what these words and phrases mean makes the song so much more powerful. Now i got one more song I'm going to kind of go through here real quick and see where it gets me. There's a couple others I could do, but this one, it's the most confusing <coughs> and probably one that just makes you like, what? What's going on? You can't even, Half the time in the song, you can't even really understand what the lyrics are. Just because of the way it's sang, but after you've heard it, after you've heard it, you know, a few times, and you really get to listen to it, then it makes sense. But here's this is the lyrics. Back when the chess club said our eggs were soft, every Monday he'd say grace and hold our juice aloft. None of us knew his cheek, his checkout time would come so soon. But before his brain stopped waving, he composed this tune. When the toast is burned and all the milk is turned and Captain Crunch is waving, farewell. Let the big one, uh, let the big, when the big one finds you, let the song remind you that they don't serve breakfast in hell. Super confusing. You know, it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't mean anything. Like, really? It just seems so confusing. And it's from 96, Newsboys, before they had Michael Tate as their lead singer. It's off the Take Me to Your Leader album, and it's um, one of my favorite songs. I love the lyrics. And it's, you know, it says here it's, you know, eerily morbid. I think it's a little morbid. Talking about death. <clears throat> but it's also saying, like, hey, they don't serve breakfast in hell, so breakfast is awesome. There's all kinds of, you know, breakfast puns and all these different things. But I just love that. You know, it's saying, like, it makes no sense, but you can totally figure it out if you think about it. And this is more lyrics that you just don't know what they are, because at first, like, some of these lyrics I've never heard before never understood. Like, I tried, and it just didn't get to me, because I couldn't understand them. So, just, yeah. So, my point is, my point to this whole episode has been, there, like, all these obscure phrases that you hear in songs that you don't understand, go look them up. So that when you actually sing the songs, like, um, there's uh, <coughs> so many songs out there that you sing and you're like, All to Jesus I surrender. Do you really? Do you, are you say, like, do you know what the lyrics mean if you're singing them? Do you know what they mean? And is God has, has God's presence really been flowing through you enough that you can really get it? Do you understand the lyrics? Are you looking up the lyrics, or do you already know the phrases and what they mean? And have you heard the meanings of the songs? Just check that out. And we got one more song to go to now, and this is a song from B Shock, and it's "You Are the Best" here on the Focus.
And we're back, and that was Be Shack with your, You Are the Best. You can actually go find that on his website for free to download if you don't have money or just do not want to um, contribute because you want to check out some of his other stuff. It's all there. He's got it for free download, but you have to uh, find it. It's on his com. So on this show, we've been talking mostly about how <coughs> Sorry if the cough it won't go away. Just mostly how are you aware of what you're singing and do you know the meanings of the songs and are you really, you know mean do you really mean the words you say or are you just singing because you're at church and they're there? Because there's a lot of songs that for a long time I didn't know the meaning of the words. There's still some that I'm kinda confused on. But the other you know, but the other lyrics in the song are so powerful that sometimes I forget to, like, check it out. So make sure you actually go and check it out. Like, if there's a song you don't know what this word means or that phrase means, do a Google search, ask somebody, talk to somebody you you, you know will give you the right answer. Because if you are singing stuff to God without knowing what it means, does it really mean that? Do you really mean what you're saying, you know? So... Just remember that, and that always keep your focus on Christ, and no matter what happens, he will never, ever steer you wrong. <laughs> 